Well, hey everyone, Athena Dean Holtz here, and welcome to the All Things Podcast, where we gather once a week to hear real life stories about how God works all things together for good, because he is always faithful and always good. Well, hey, before we get this party started, I have some exciting news for you. If you're ready to get your book in front of an entirely new and fast-growing market, an audiobook would be perfect for you. Having an audiobook gives you the opportunity to get your book in front of more people while giving the listener a new way to hear your story in an intimate way. An estimated 131 million people listen to an audiobook in 2021. And do you know that the people that listen to audiobooks don't read print books? They only listen to audiobooks. So it's a whole new market for you to take advantage of. Leverage the opportunity of getting your book in front of millions of people by having an audiobook today. We can help you create one. Visit redemptionpressaudio.com for our introductory special. Welcome to today's episode of the All Things Podcast. I am super excited to introduce you to Redemption Press author Luann Dunnick and her new book, Discover and Abide in the Kingdom of God, a 31-day devotional series. So before I actually play this conversation for you, I want to give her a proper introduction. Luann Dunnick is a dynamic conference speaker, author, and counselor. As a student of the word, she longs to see those suffering with afflictions be healed through the wisdom of scripture and the power of the Holy Spirit. She has overcome many obstacles in her own life, including a debilitating illness and panic attacks. Luann has earned a master's degree in Christian counseling and a doctorate in theology. She is a member of the American Association of Christian Counselors and is a licensed minister in the Assemblies of God. Her message of hope and restoration has been heard on radio and TV alike, including Words to Live By, RBC Ministries, and Crossroads Magazine. She and her husband, Robert, have three grown children. So, hey, this interview was recorded in the bookstore today, uh, right in the window on uh, at the very front of the store with lots of folks out in the sunshine walking in and out of the store and a ton of trucks and loud cars driving by. So you are going to hear some ambient noise today. Just know the fun part is many of these folks are walking in and buying Redemption Press books. So we're going to just rejoice in the background noise. All right, so let's run this conversation. Well, Luann, it is such a delight to have you on the podcast today. Welcome to the All Things Podcast. Thank you. It is a sheer pleasure to be here with you this afternoon. Yes. Well, before we jump into hearing about the new book, I would love to have our listeners just get a sneak peek into your experience with God working all things together for good, even sometimes the hard thing. Well, all the time, the hard thing. <laughs> but 
those aren't always the stories that we tell, but I think you're going to tell us one that is going to really, I think, encourage those listening to see God in a different way. So, yes. yes. Way. Okay. Well, I was thinking back to it was actually 2010 when I was diagnosed with a debilitating illness, which kept me homebound for a year. And it was during that time, here I was, this Christian, I was out preaching and speaking to women's groups, and I find myself flat on my back. And it's in those times you're saying, Lord, what is going on? Why are you allowing this? And it definitely is that Romans 8.28, he works all things out. Because one thing I discovered is that scripture in 3 John where it says, Beloved, I pray that you would prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. And so what I learned in that year is that if our soul's not prospering, guess what? Physically, we don't prosper. And so the CDC and their data and research has shown that 80 to 85% of all sicknesses has what they call a stressor behind it. So in other words, simply put, if, if the mind and the emotions heal, then the body could heal. So the Lord took me for a year and was really dealing with some deep-seated root issues that needed to be healed. And once those emotions got healed, then my body could heal. So now I I'm a counselor too. So I love talking to women and saying, hey, look, if you're not feeling good, if you're tired all the time, maybe they have high blood pressure, whatever the issue is, the CDC says 80% of that has a stressor behind it. And so the Lord took me into all this research with science and scripture. I have a podcast myself where I combine science and scripture to look for answers for better health. So that season of my life, as hard as it was, somebody had to come wash my hair at my house. <laughs> you know, as hard as it was, I'm so thankful for that because it taught me so much. So yeah, that's my Romans 8.28 right there. Wow. Well, not only did it teach you a lot, but it opened up an avenue of ministry that nothing else could have opened that up. I love that. Amen. Amen. True, true. Wow. So, okay, digging into the book. Yes. Discover and Abide in the Kingdom of God, a 31-day devotional series. What makes your book unique among other books about restoration and healing? And yes. then kind of what led you to the Kingdom of God perspective? Absolutely. Well, let me just say, I feel like myself and there may be some listeners out there that even as a Christian, even as a daughter of God, I was living so far beneath, so far below what Christ died on that cross to give to us. And so I was actually in a Bible study and it got brought up. What is the kingdom of God? What does it mean to fully walk in the kingdom of God? Well, I did a deep dive study and I looked at every single time the phrase kingdom of God or kingdom of heaven was used in the, new, in the New Testament, in the Greek. And what I found was so many pearls, so many nuggets, such a treasure. And so what it did, it just kind of said, you know what? I don't have to be discouraged. I don't have to walk around with this mindset of not good enough. You know, I counsel women all the time. And the number one issue, I don't care how old they are. I don't care what socioeconomic background they come from. The number one issue that women fight is they don't feel good about themselves. They don't like themselves. They're always comparing themselves to other women. Well, when you get a revelation of what it means to walk in God's kingdom as God's daughter, that's virtually impossible. And so 
this sort of um, God confidence, this confidence really started to develop in me that, wait a minute, let me throw my shoulders back. Let me hold my head up because God has a promise. God has a plan. God has a design, a destiny, not just for me, but for all of his sons and daughters. And so when you begin to study the kingdom of God and realize that we're his, we're his mouth, his arms, his leg, we're supposed to be ushering in love. You think about Galatians 5, the fruit of the spirit, love, joy, peace, long-suffering. We're supposed to be walking in those kingdom principles and spreading those, especially in times like now. Amen. And boy, how the enemy would love to keep us stirred up by fear and um, just fear of the unknown and what's going to happen. And that's not, that's not who we're supposed to be. That's so true. And you know, that, that confidence, that God confidence, it's not arrogance at all. No, no. It's trusting the God who saved us. That's right. That's right. And when we were in quarantine during that time, I tell you a lot of fear. I'm sure a lot of people were experiencing a lot of fear. What's happening in our world? We've never seen anything like this. And so I remember one morning having my devotions and I was just nervous. And the Lord just dropped something in my, my spirit. And what it was is, does my promises change? Does my word ever change? And to that, I had to answer no. So I could rest back in scripture. I could rest back in his promises with that confidence. Again, that's kingdom living right there. I mean, that's a prime example of kingdom living. And so it took away that fear. And let me just add one quick thing about fear. Fear, fear is, we know, um, something that torments the soul. And a lot of people say that faith is the opposite of fear, which is true. But the Bible says, perfect love cast out fear. And in the Greek, that word love is agape, which we know is the God kind of love. And in the Greek, that word fear is phobios, which is the kind that paralyzes us. So if we want to, to walk through that fear and come on the other side of that fear, it's his love. It's his unconditional love. It's the shepherd of our soul. It's the lover of our heart that keeps us out of that fear. So yeah, that's a biggie. It is. And when you understand that love that he has for you, yes, that you can trust him. If you understand how much he loves yes. you, yes, you can trust him. Nothing's catching him by surprise. Nothing that's going on around us that seems so chaotic and yes. feeling like the end of the world yes. is at hand. Yes. You know, and, and being uh, worried about it and anxious yeah. about it. And just, wow, to understand his love for us is a game changer. And that's what, when he spoke that to you, he yeah. said, does my word change? Do yeah. I change? No, that's powerful. Yes. And actually in the book, you know, I talk about different principles of the kingdom, but one of the scriptures that I love about the kingdom is Matthew chapter six and verse 10. And it says, and it's very familiar, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In heaven, they're not running around nervous and scared. Right. And, <laughs> and he says, you know, let his kingdom come on this earth as it is in heaven. I can talk myself happy right there. That can push fear out the door right there with everything that's going on. And, you know, there's something special about 
being a daughter or son of God and getting our identity in that. I mean, I could kind of camp out there for a minute because when we understand our identity, when we understand how much we're loved and valued, that, you know, for such a time as this, we're actually living through these times because that's by God's design. So when our identity shifts into kingdom thinking, and that is the purpose of this book, we need to shift into kingdom thinking. And this is the first time I ventured out into a 31 day devotional. And I like this because it's, it's broken up into increments. So, you know, you can kind of read about the kingdom and just think about meditate on that piece of it. Cause there's so much to the kingdom that it's broken up into kind of a day by day bite size uh, morsel, if you will. And so that's very helpful, helpful to digest. Yeah. Yes. So, so in, in what practical or small ways did your life change when you began to function as a yes. citizen of God's kingdom on earth? Okay. What did that look like? Well, I'm going to tell you. So as somebody that has battled a lot of physical sickness, I just talked about an identity shift of being that daughter of God. Now, I'm not saying always, but some of the time, and I'm going to get into a little bit of science here we can develop what I call, and other people call it too, a sick mentality. I'm going to give you this testimony. So during that time, I was coming out of the sickness, but I was very tired and very weak, laying on the couch a lot. And my husband said, you know, let's go visit some family, which was several hours away. We had to get into a car and we had to drive there. So I said, okay, all I have to do is lay there. You drive. I can handle this because I was very weak and, and just coming out of this long season of sickness. Athena, we get to that family member's house. They had surprised me with other family members there. I just lit up. I was so excited. I forgot I was sick. I forgot I was tired. I forgot I was weak because my brain, again, talk about a shift in identity. I wasn't this woman who had been housebound for a year on her couch. Now I was you know, this vivacious family member visiting with people I hadn't seen in years. And I literally, my body responded to my mind. It responded. And there's a term for that neuroplasticity where our, our brains can literally be rewired. And so I was put in a different environment and I forgot I was sick. We spent four or five days there. We got back in the car. I went home and I went back to being lethargic and tired. See, that was that season, that Romans 8, 28. That was that season of me learning, God turning around. Now I teach other women, look, girlfriends, you've got to get your mind on fire with the word of God. You've got to get your mind on fire with what the kingdom says about you. Because if you don't, and if you don't take those thoughts captive, you're likely to be discouraged, depressed, anxious, or even physically sick. Absolutely. Wow. I love that. So how is your book going to help the believer who's maybe been taught that healing and miracles never happen today? Well, I can tell you that we have to go back to the word and we have to go back to the heart of God. Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the father. And there are countless scriptures. I don't have time to get into them all. They're in the book of the compassion of Jesus and how Jesus wept, not because Jesus was sad that Lazarus was dead, but Jesus wept because of the, the hurting, the, the, the grieving that was going on. Jesus knew Lazarus was going to be risen from the dead.
So in terms of understanding the healing properties that is described in scripture and the healing that Jesus provides for us, you know, we have to look at the word and the compassion and the kindness of the Lord. And, you know, twice it says, it says in the Old Testament and says in the New Testament, um, it's Isaiah 53, verse four and five, by the stripes of Jesus, we are healed. And that word stripes there in the Hebrew literally means to be made black and blue. If you look that up. So he was made black and blue so that I could be healed. Now in the New Testament, it's first Peter 224, which says by the stripes of Jesus, we were healed. And by the way, in Jesus's ministry, which I have studied at length, Jesus never went to somebody and said, I'm going to put a sickness on you so that you can learn something. <laughs> now that takes a minute to swallow that, but he never did that. Now, sometimes we open ourselves up. We don't know why people are sick. In fact, there was one account of the blind man and they said, did this man sin or did his parents sin? And Jesus said, nobody sinned. It was for the glory of God. So we, I don't claim to have all the answers on sickness, but I do know that when Jesus encountered somebody, he healed them. He healed. And I am not living beneath what God promised me, what God died on the cross to give us. That's kingdom living. Amen. So in the beginning of the book, you mentioned your desire to go outside, which you couldn't do because of your physical illness. How did your understanding of kingdom principles lead to your healing? Yes. Well, as I had mentioned before, it really is, you know, getting to the word and getting a mind shift and it's understanding a good dad. Now say, you know, our earthly parents, I mean, hopefully, you know, we're referencing good earthly parents, they would not want their son or daughter. They would not give them a sickness so they could be miserable and stuck inside. And that is true. I was looking out my bedroom window thinking, geez, I'd, I'd love to go outside. I'd love to go get some sunlight right now, but I can't get out of this room. And so when I began just kind of opening myself up to the word, because it says, as a man thinks, so is he. And, and you know what? As I begin to study the character and the heart of God, God didn't want me stuck, locked like a prisoner in a bedroom. That's not his desire for, for his children. And so that, that's one of the things during that time that the Lord really began to show me is that his will was to, in fact, get me up on my feet again so that I could be a blessing. You know, scripture says the same comfort we've been comforted with, we're going to turn around and comfort other people with. But to lay down and say, well, God wants me this way. No, that's just, I don't get that from Jesus's ministry. So, so this is, um, I mean, I'm going to ask you, it's a personal question just because I am a firm believer in the theology of suffering. I mean, yes, <laughs> yes. we're not on this world. Uh, we're not going to avoid it. It just yeah. is part of life. Yes. Um, you know, he wants us to suffer well and to learn what we can from it and to use those times to draw close to him. Yes. So, I mean, this is a great I mean, question. Seems like Paul, I mean, the thorn in his side seemed like it was an illness, some, yes. some, or whether it was his eyes or whatever. Yes. So it's not like everybody gets healed all the time. God's That's just right. whatever we wanted to do. I mean, we live in a fallen world. Yes. And so we've got, no, we don't want to, if, if we've been, you know, if we've not only added to it ourselves by our own uh, just assuming that, and we're getting attention from being sick or whatever we might be doing with, yeah. you know, 
opening the door to the enemy, whatever it might have been. Right. I think God wants to teach us whether we're sick or whether we're well or whatever sure. to, to just have that intimacy with him. Cause it seems like sickness, we either get bitter yes. or we get closer to God. That's right. I'm glad you brought this up because this is, you know, it's the age old question. Why do bad things happen to good people? And I'm not here to explain everything away. I do want to hit a couple points though. I'm here to tell you if I've been, you know, under sickness or diagnosis, I'm going to believe for my healing till my last breath. And I would encourage anybody to do that. Now, having said that, we don't know if it's somebody's time. We don't know, you know, all the particulars and everybody's situation. And some things we'll never understand. We've all had loved ones die younger or earlier than what we think they should have. And those, those questions will get on the other side of heaven. So I don't claim to have one blanket statement that everybody, you know, I, I don't know that. But I do know this. You talked about those seasons of trial, pruning. The Bible says that those who bear fruit will be pruned. Well, I remember I, I did some research on this and I talked to a horticulturist, the, the people that specialize in plants. Right. And she told me, she told me, now this was so profound. She said, if a plant, see, because let me just back up. People would say, well, you're either in a, in a difficult season or you're coming out of a difficult season or you're getting ready to go into a difficult season. We've all heard that if we've been around Christianity a long time. She oh. told me that if a plant is pruned, continually pruned, gets no reprieve, gets no break. That plant, plant is pruned, pruned, pruned. That plant will die. So to say that God is always dealing with us about something to the point of severe pain, yeah. it's too much. I don't think th that sounds like a, an abusive father that's right. constantly infl inflicting pain on us. That, yeah, I agree with you. There are seasons of correction. There are seasons of learning. There's all kinds of seasons. But, you know, even Job, theologians say that his Job's, that Job's season lasted a, uh, excuse me, a year to 18 months. So it wasn't all his life. He wasn't pruned right. his whole life. Right. So, so we can't always be in the valley. There needs to be a break. There needs to be times Mountain, mountaintop too and i'll tell you the thing that we're not promised in scripture is we're not promised freedom from persecution and so theologians have some have said paul could have, the thorn in the flesh could have been a sickness and it could have been a level of persecution because we are not promised no persecution oh, at, we're promised persecution if we really Ab want to live a godly life <laughs> Ab absolutely but i know one thing and i would encourage anybody i am going to believe god for a full joyful happy life good life fulfilled life until i go home to be with him i'm not going to settle for pain in fact in fact, just real quickly, if you study out the word evil in the Greek, which I have, and you really do a root search of the word evil, mm -hmm. it comes it comes down to pain and suffering. So we got to be very careful that we assign pain and suffering to the enemy. And I'm thinking right now of John 10, 10. He said, I've come to give you life and life more abundantly. Are there times we go through stuff? Sure, absolutely. But let's be let's be careful to assign the evil to the devil and the good. To absolutely. God. Absolutely. Now, the the Lord has to allow it. I mean, he's yeah. if, if, if it gets through him to us, then he's allowed it and he's going to use it for good. And that's right. That that's right. Stuff. 
but amen amen i you know the enemy wants to wear us out wants to just get us to a place we're not really walking in a way that other people can watch and say wow i want to i want that what that person has yeah and right that's so good so and and now the fact that you um connect the emotional health yes with the physical health and if emotionally if we're not healed if we're not growing emotionally and maturely and and allowing God into those places of trauma and hurt. Yeah. Psalm uh, 69 and verse 20, David says, reproach has broken my heart and I am full of sickness. You know, so there are times when we have negative emotions, we have a broken heart, somebody hurts us and that can translate into sickness. Another part of scripture, Proverbs, I believe it's Proverbs 17, that says a merry heart does good like medicine, but a broken spirit, a broken heart dries up the bones. There are lots of references to scripture where we see a negative emotion and then connected with that, we see some ailment, some physical ailment. So yeah, it is so important. And like I mentioned that the CDC and their data has showed that there is that connection between, yeah, 80% of the people that are sick have a stressor. So we have to watch that, you know, and in the New Testament, beloved, I wish above all else that you prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. And see, let me just, for women particularly, I mean, just say, when we get under stress, our cortisol levels go up. Oh my gosh, this is one of my favorite topics. And when our cortisol levels go up, ladies, weight gain can happen. Blood pressure can rise. Diabetes can happen. So there's a whole cascade of negative things that goes on in the body. And that's that adrenaline, cortisol, stress hormones. When those kick in, it throws us right out of whack. Now, some of us had, I used to, high cortisol levels, not just for days or weeks or months, but for years. And so when you're living in high levels of cortisol, that is going to throw your body off. And I've said it and I'll say it again. The devil knows how to put sickness on us because he knows that if he could get us in that high stress and that fight or flight, not just for days, weeks or months, but even years, eventually that is going to play out in the body. And so we got to cut him off at the chase and say, "Uh, uh-uh, I'm bringing that thought captive. I'm going to walk in the kingdom of God. I'm going to walk in the fullness of God. And I'm not going to lay, I'm not going to be a prey to the devil's tactics where long-term I'm going to, you know, somebody's going to get sick because of those high cortisol. Yeah. So we got to watch that. Wow. We could keep going for another hour easy, but um, we're going to wrap this up and just say, um, if, if there's someone that's listening today and they want to find you online or social media, what's the best place for them to do that? Yeah. So they can visit my website. It's just my name, luandunnick.com. I also have a podcast where I combine scripture and science. It's at the podcast is called Soul Mend. Um, it's on Spotify, which is the name of my other book that I did with you guys. And I actually do a 12 a, a week detox with women with that Soul Mend book. Um, but yeah, so they can find me on Spotify under Soul Mend. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being with us today. It has been an absolute delight. Thank you, Athena. I appreciate it. 
Well, thanks so much for joining us today for the All Things Podcast, brought to you by Romans 828 Bookstore and Redemption Press. If today's episode encouraged you, we would love to have you share it with your friends on social media and maybe even leave a review on Apple. That will help the algorithms get us up higher to the top when people are searching for podcasts that can bring them hope and encouragement. So thanks again for joining us today, and I look forward to seeing you again next week. Bye for now.